carry and tarry too long um, because I know that that we have an amazing um, uh, amazing word that God has for all of us on today and it, it's a word that he just had churning in my spirit and I'm just so excited to to bring it to everyone on today and so the title of this passage or this message is all things are possible if thou can only believe. Amen. Amen. All things are possible if thou can only believe. Yeah. And those scripture verses are taken from Mark chapter 9 verses 22 through 24. And I'll go on to the reading of the word on this time. And it says in verse 22, and oft times it has cast him into fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst only do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said unto him, If thou can only believe, all things are possible to him that believes. And straightway, or immediately, the father of the child cried out, and with tears said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelieving. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. So fire is often, he starts out with fire. And, and the context of this is that um, the man, the father of a child, the child was struck with, at that time, what they called leprosy or, excuse me, um, um, epileptic seizures, where they would just, at times, they would just fall out and foaming at the mouth and gnashing at the teeth. But at times, it would cause this person to to fall out in places where they would possibly drown or in, in fire. Because when you have epileptic seizures and they come on board, mm -hmm. it's like having a, um, a synopsis in your head and at any time you could have a seizure and, and you could harm yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, and so in those days, those epileptic seizures, as we know them to be now, they didn't really know how to manage them. So if you can imagine, if you haven't had this, this, uh, person, if you haven't had this person, um, it, have you haven't experienced this before, and then all of a sudden your child, your son, your um, your son starts to have or display this behavior that just falls out and either turns rigid or foams at the mouth or falls out to a place where they're they're almost going to drown or into the fire. You become concerned. Amen. Uh, and if you don't become concerned, you should become concerned. Yeah. Uh, I am. I, I chuckle at times because I remember way back when, when I was thinking about getting a medical degree and went to um, to get my medical office, or my medical office degree, and had to um, take the medicine and, and, and put it inside or inject it into an orange so that it can show you various things. Uh, at that time, just putting the needle into the orange, I got sick. And then we had to do this class of CPR. And when we were doing CPR, uh, I had some questions being the German folk that I am. I'm like, well, what if they're foaming at the mouth? What am I supposed to do at that time? <laughs> well, if you are a licensed CPR person, um, well, you use all protective precautions. But at that point, they were like, well, you have to you know, wipe it off and bring life back to them. I was like, mm. I don't know. Let me do the administrative portion of this. <laughs> you know, I just want to make sure that I don't put anyone else at risk or myself. Mm -hmm. So had this young man, we're talking context, had this young man falling out, been foaming at the mouth, and I'm walking along, it might be me questioning his or mine, you know. <laughs> so the father was concerned that this young man uh, was falling out and and he, he knew that it was coming to a place where this was a serious ailment a serious disease it caused a lot of embarrassment as well as a lot of concern because he didn't know what to do mm -hmm. and so uh, fire is meant to cleanse mm -hmm. right and water is typically meant to purify within the scriptures but with this what this father was saying is, is it throws him to the fire and into the water to kill him. So we know that the enemy, what the enemy means for evil, he contorts it because it's supposed to be for God's good. So if God is saying...
fortify, to strengthen you, to take out all the impurities. But fire at that point in, in this area is used to kill him. That we know that the, the enemy is, is in the prowl within mm -hmm. that place. Mm -hmm. um, the thing that came to my mind is the very thing that's meant to bring pleasure brings pain. Mm -hmm. um, what is meant to protect often hurts or hinders. And what is meant to be a blessing at times is viewed as a curse. This father said, oft times, it throws him into the fire to destroy him. Mm -hmm. The enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy you, to annihilate you. Because your very existence, our very mm -hmm. existence, aggravates him. Mm -hmm. Why does it aggravate him? Because we are God's chosen Yep. He once was God's chosen, yep. and then mm -hmm. because of his pride, mm -hmm. is no longer able to be in the presence of the Lord. So it aggravates God, mm -hmm. I mean the enemy. It aggravates mm -hmm. him and annoys him. Mm -hmm. The very breath that we are taking, mm -hmm. the very moves that we are doing, the achievements that we are having is in an annoyance mm -hmm. to the enemy. He wants to annihilate us mm -hmm. and remove our existence mm -hmm. from God. Now, how does he do that? Sometimes he does it by the people who we love. Sometimes he does it through character assassination. Sometimes he does it by getting us so overwhelmed with the world's of the, 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 the effects of this world that we think we're losing our minds. Sometimes we don't even know who we are because everything is swarming all around. The enemy wants to steal our joy, mm -hmm. to kill our peace, and to remove our presence from the very existence. Yeah. What do you do when the issue is so great and you fail to believe? Mm. Well, I'm here to tell you that when you fail to believe, you believe to fail. Mm. Let me say that again. When you fail to believe, you believe to fail. So, now, I know that there's a you out there who are saying, listen, I believe, I know my God is able. Amen. Or you're just saying, he's able. Like, we just finished singing two different versions of he's able, which were amazing. Dietrich Haddon and Kirk Franklin, thank you for letting God use you. Amen. Uh, I agree that our God is able. I agree that he's able. But I, I admonish everyone out there, do you believe that he will mm -hmm. do it for you. Amen. 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 So, what do you do when the father, the progenerator, this this progenerator of this young man, brought his son to Jesus's disciples? And if you don't know, I've experienced when a man, a man could be pretty jovial. They could talk with their boys like, yeah, they can tell all the things that's going on. But when it comes to their seed, or when it comes to the one that they love, when it comes to that person that they birth, they are not as mm, transparent or as vulnerable with, with the persons that they love. Um, so I could imagine that this father, after dealing with all of it in his backdrop, got up enough courage to bring his son to Jesus' disciples when I say disciples, meaning the one that heard Jesus' words, the one that believed on Jesus, the one that followed the teachings of Jesus, the one that Jesus has sent out that said that what I do, you can do greater. This man brought his child to the disciples, told them the problem, and he didn't get any relief. He says, what do you do? When the very people that I bring my issue to can't help me, mm. what do you do? The father says, when he got in the presence of Jesus, I brought my son to your disciples. And they couldn't do anything. And then, because of that time frame, he said, if you can do anything, could you have compassion on us? All right, let's delve in a little deeper, because... Um, the passage gives us a glimpse that the father cared very deeply for his son. Mm -hmm. 
and brought the son for healing, but yet again, his expectation was failed. There's many of us out there that we put our expectation out to God. We read God's word and we say, God, I do. I'm trusting that you're going to bring this to pass. And he doesn't yet. He doesn't bring it to pass. Well, I can imagine if that happens time and time again, that there's some seeds of doubt that will just start to penetrate into your spirit. And if it isn't, then I want to come to your house and get a dose of that Christendom that you have because <laughs> you are a super saint. And if I rub up against you, maybe. No, that's not going to happen. Um, I can imagine that his father was hearing about all of these miracles all around the land. Hearing of the 5,000 being fed, hearing of the, the woman uh, with the issue of blood. This is creative license. It may not fall right in that time. But I could imagine him hearing about all of these miracles going on and him saying, if I just, if I just trust, if I just bring this in the presence of the Lord, he will heal me because I've heard about his name. I've had people in my life where their reputation exceeds them. <laughs> Brother Howard talks about it often where his reputation preceded him in the world. Oh. So Jesus and his disciples, their reputation preceded them. That means there should have been an effect. There should have been an accomplishment. There should have been something done for that healing. When the father finally mustered it up, mustered up his faith, the faith of a mustard seed, and brought his sons to Jesus privately. The disciples were in the back saying, I don't know. I ain't got nothing. I don't know what to do with this man. Because if you all have experienced at times when we were in church all together and there was somebody who came up to the front, off, front altar and they had several different gyrations going on and um, as Elder talked about in Sunday School on today, it might not have been the spirit of the Holy Spirit, but the spirit of the, the enemy. Mm -hmm. um, I called it the pickle juice. Um, <laughs> and, and you wanted to step five feet away from that person because you didn't want what was on that person to jump on you. And so I remember that back then. And I remember several times where the Lord, the Lord had... We deal with that individual right at that time. Mm -hmm. But we also caution to say you better be prayed up mm -hmm. before yeah. you go in. Otherwise, you might experience that same challenge seven times more. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I can imagine right now that the father was clearly distraught, mm -hmm. clearly disappointed, clearly frustrated. Um, and he had to, in his own self, Sometimes we got to remove the mirror from our own eyes and deal with our own self. He had to remove the stigma that his child was not, as the world would say, whole. That his child wasn't meeting those milestones that everybody else was meeting. That his child had this ailment that was likely going to kill him or likely going to be the demise of himself. He had to deal with that stigma and move it away and say, you know what? Faith of mustard seed. We know he acted with the faith of the mustard seed because he still pressed forward. He could have got discouraged when his disciple, when the Lord's disciples did not heal his son. He could have because Jesus wasn't there at that time. Jesus walked up on all of the commotion because the Lord walked into this. And that's when the man still took his faith in the mustard seed and he said, listen, listen, I need help. How many of us, how many of you are willing to move all of the stigmas and to say, I need help? I need help. Nine times out of ten, we put on our beautiful clothes, our beautiful face. We muster up enough strength to go back out on stage into the world yet again and again and again. This man, this example, taught me, taught us, or is teaching us to remove the stigma, whether it be of special needs, whether it be of um, 
of drug addiction, whether it be of alcohol abuse, uh, whether it be of, what is it called, the sexaholic abuse, whether it be low self-esteem, remove the mask and ask for help. Amen? Ask for help. This man, he was willing to be vulnerable yet again. He was willing to tell the truth. Now, I know that there's people out there that once you start talking to them, that their issue just goes on and on and on and on. You got to reel them back and say, let's do it. Let's deal with your pinky toe. You hit your pinky toe today. Let's deal with the pinky toe. Because the whole body is not shutting down. Let's deal with this one issue today. Tomorrow we'll deal with the other one. So let's deal with this issue today. And you might have to do that for other people. But it's continuous action. It's saying that if I brought my issue to you, and I brought my issue to you, I had to already get past the issue of my own self before I brought it to you. So when I bring it to you, don't judge me. Help me. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. This man brought his issue to the disciples only to be disappointed again, only to be frustrated yet again. But I'm so glad that the story did not end right then. Amen. I am so glad that we hear that Jesus walked up. That told me that Jesus cares for those who are his own, and he cares for those who are seeking after him. Amen. Amen. He cares for him. He walked up, and this man was like, hey, hey, (laughs) I'm going to need help right here. Just like the woman with the issue of blood, she just wanted to touch. We got to push past the embarrassment, push past saying, you know what, this room is filled. There's plenty of people in here that need me more, need more help than me. Push past it. I need help. I need your help right now, right here, right here. Come by here, God. I am so glad about this, man. It says, what do you do? What do you do when you have brought that issue to the Lord? Time and time again, and you do not see any change. This was not his first rodeo. It wasn't his first rodeo with his son. If he knew he got to the point it was going to kill him, that means that it was continuous. Now, I know that there's some young people out there. I know with my whole heart that you believe that you are invincible and nothing can happen to you. I know that. I'm here to tell you that there is. And if you do not call upon the name of the Lord, that you will experience hardship that you do not have to. You don't have to. Now, don't say, oh my gosh, you're talking to the young folks. What about them old heads? I'm talking to you too. Mm-hmm. There's some things that you keep on testing God for over and over. And you know, you know that he is going to come back and heal you like he did Hosea again and again and again. Don't continue to keep frustrating grace. It says, it says, I bought my issue to your disciples. I chuckled at that because the Lord started to break that disciple down. And he asked me the question. He said, uh, ask my people, are you a fair weather Christian? Or are you a Christian? Are you a disciple? Or are you a fair-weather Christian? And what a fair-weather Christian means is, are you a Christian when God is blessing? Mm-hmm. And a doubter when you don't see his presence? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Come on. Mm. Are you someone that when your bank account is full, that you believe God? Are you someone when your health is completely there, that you believe that he is able Hmm. Or are you a disciple that knows that what God's word says it is to be true? Are you a fair weather Christian? That's not, I ain't judging you. You have to ask yourself that question. I had to ask myself that question. Uh, He toiled over this issue and finally had the courage to bring the issue to the forefront with no relief. Frustration came. But the father still pressed forward, still moved beyond his doubt. He still moved with just a little bit more strength. 
Now, the question that I asked at that time is, what was this young boy doing? The young boy had to trust his father because he went. He still went. He won. Um, when we are seeking and we're interceding for someone else that they don't have the mental capacity to do for themselves, just by virtue of you being there, they are feeling that there is hope. So we have to make sure that we get inside the boat with our brothers and our sisters and that we are helping usher them through in the time frame when they don't have the capacity to do it themselves. So beloved, there are times we got to intercede for our brothers and sisters. There's times when we have to carry the load for our brothers and sisters. And there's times when the relief seems so far away that we have to um, put ourselves in that position and say, what, Lord, can you have me do in this situation? And there may be times where he says, I want you to just pray. I want you to pray. Maybe that job is so stressful that you can't see your way out. You can't because there's just too much going on. Um, or you work countless hours and those bills, they're still looking at you funny. They're not, they're not adding up. They're not going away. They're just looking at you and they're laughing at you like, <laughs> didn't you say your God was going to supply all your needs according to his riches and glory? Amen. Was like, you want to get that tape back out that, that you was listening to? <laughs> you know, you giving to the church, you giving to this person and that person, but you don't have nothing to eat today. <laughs> and it causes us to question. Or could it be that you have a spouse or a child or a friend that is going through this magnanimous issue and you can't even see how they can move forward or let alone how you can help them? You're in the prayer line constantly, and there's no result. The Father said, have compassion on us. He made that thing personal, you all. He knew at that point that this thing was generational, that what happens in my house is happening to me. Mm -hmm. Amen? He said, have compassion on us. And what he was saying is, when you break down the word compassion, Come means comfort or means um, to surround. Passion means to, to move, to whatever you're doing is to move in a place and it's going to cause you pain. So that means that if I'm thinking about it or if I'm, I'm trying to help someone, I'm actually feeling their pain or, or empathizing with them to a point where I'm like, if it were me, would I want someone else to step in and do that. He said, I know you can be sympathetic to me and to our misfortune, but I need you to help make it easier for us. Mm -hmm. You can lend an ear to somebody out there and never help them. And that may be one way, but in this one, he said, have compassion, meaning lend an ear, but help me do something. He was saying, take action, help us. Mm -hmm. This is a generational thing, you all. Yep. We are fighting for our lives, but we're fighting for our children. Mm -hmm. When I think about this passage, I think about the young people on today. Mm -hmm. I think about the young people, and I think about all of the things that they're encountering. And I could imagine that this father is saying, listen, I bought them to you. I bought the sex, the drugs, the rock and roll, the financial mishaps. Um, the identity crisis, I brought all of that thing to you, God. If you can do anything, do something for us. I'm sure right now in this Christian dome that we are in, you know, we, we, we shout to the rooftop that God is able. But I'm here to challenge us on today. Do we believe? Do we really believe that he will? I know he's able. Sing about it. Wrote about it. Amen. But do I believe he will? Mm. Have compassion on us. Do it for me. If you do it for me, if you heal me, oh God, then I know that my household will be healed. If you change my way of thinking, oh God, then I know that generationally I'll move that thing forward. If you show me and teach me your ways, oh God, then I know that the people who come after me 
that they will experience relief. If you do it for me, oh God, then you have done it for us. Because like Paul said in the passage, when you have overcome, when you come over that thing, then reach back and bring somebody else over. Have compassion and help us. Have compassion and help us. Glory to God. Can I go a little deeper? Amen. Yes. There's times when we may be separated. We've been separated during this time frame. And um, we may be behind. Some of us may be about to be evicted. As a landlord, I've had to deal with that at various times. And um, pondered it, saying, if somebody had to come to me during this time because they couldn't pay, what would I do? Now, I'm putting it on my hat. As a landlord, I still got to pay the mortgage. If they're not able to pay, it's going to impact me. So likewise, I'm sure that if the people are not able to work, then they're not able to pay their mortgage or their, their rent, and then it's going to impact. It's a generational thing. We are all connected mm-hmm. some way, somehow. Amen. So you can't do anything but bring it back to the Father to say, hey, you said in your word that you would never leave me nor forsake me. You said in your word that you will always provide my needs. You said in your word. That you believe that I should prosper and be in good health, even as my soul prospers. I know y'all out there saying it, because I'm saying it to him. I'm like, Lord, this is what you promised me. And you said all your promises in the Bible are yea and amen. Amen. So if I receive that promise, then the only difference between the manifestation of it and me seeing it is that in the meantime. Amen, amen, amen. I bought my child, my issue to your disciples and they could not heal him. They could not help me. He didn't even say heal him. He said they could not help me. He didn't take no action. Nothing. So for all of us Christians, not fair weather Christians, us disciples, if someone truly brings, in the spirit of the Lord, you know, I'm not saying for us to be taken aback and, 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 and bamboozled or, or whatever. I'm not saying that because you got your street smarts in there. But I'm saying that if someone has a genuine issue and you ask the Lord for discernment and you can and he tells you to and you don't, then that's what this passage is saying. I bought my disciples, I bought my son, my issue to your disciples. They could not help me. I love about Jesus because as I've just spent all of this time talking about the disciples, when the man got into the presence of the Lord, he had to actually deal with his own issue. Because he said, he said to Jesus, he said, if thou can't, would you have compassion and help us? He mm. had a little mustard suit. Like, he, he wasn't really fully believing, but he was, like, throwing the dice out there. If you can, help us. But what I love about our, our Lord and Savior, Jesus, he said he dealt with the issue, the root of the matter. And he said to the man, hmm, he answered that father rhetorically, and he said, hmm, If thou can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Jesus dealt with the root of the issue. And the root of the issue at that moment was the fact that the father had a crack in his belief. Do you all in virtual world have a crack in your belief? Have you gotten rock bottom in your belief system? To where you're saying, well, I know he able. Mm-hmm. Or you feel good when you sing about it. But then you really, you just you just keep on going. It's like a dullness. You, you just have no expectation. If you don't have any expectation, then you're not going to get disappointed. Right? The wheel's about to fall off. But you're just going to just press it on just, just, just to keep going just a little while longer. Are you at that place where you're allowing... I don't know, what is it called? Um, 
white Zippendale to answer your problems, or crack cocaine to answer your problems, or a different woman or a different man to answer your problems. Are you there? If you are, let's check your beliefs. How many times have you brought that thing to the Lord and you haven't seen results? The father had to take action at that point. And it says in the scripture, straightway. Straightway means immediately. So immediately, with tears in his eyes, in the presence of Jesus, that's, that, that's, that's, that's a vision of worship. He didn't pay attention to all the crowd that was still there, mm -hmm. that was still around, mm -hmm. that has seen the bruises and the bumps and the whoredoms and the disbelief, that saw his vulnerability. Mm -hmm. He didn't care. He said, Jesus, he said, I believe you. Help my unbelieving as I go. Mm. He cried out with tears. He said, I definitely, definitively, I believe you, Lord. He made his request known. He said, help us and help my unbelieving as I go. He recognized at that moment, it is easy, absolutely easy to believe when we are all together in this place, when we are on this virtual live and the music is playing and we're jumping and we're dancing and we're singing. But when... The lights are turned off. When that music has stopped, when there is nobody else there and you have to deal with you, this man knew that it's in those times that he needed help. And he said something that was so powerful. He said, I believe you, Lord. Help my unbelieving as I go. That tells me it's a continual thing. That tells me that there's going to be times when we have to dust that word back off again. There's going to be times when we're moving all around on cruise control and we hit a bump in the road. We're going to say, oh, he helping my unbelieving in that. That means that the holy anointed word has moved beyond and transcended time. That's what this word says. Help my unbelieving as I go, as I leave from your presence. I still want to carry you with me. Amen. And I want yeah. that word, put a word on it, that word that I can look at every time and say, no, no, he finished that for me. He sealed that for me. Help my unbelieving as I go. Amen. Now, don't be discouraged. Mm -hmm. Please don't be discouraged because there's numerous accounts in this Bible where people who were um, Christians, who were disciples, that their belief was on the brink. Mm -hmm. And Moses was one of those guys. He said, I believe, but I want to see you, Lord. Mm -hmm. And then the Lord instructed him to go behind the cleft. And he said, no, just look at my shadow because no man can live after they have seen Amen. me. So I'm asking us right now that we take a, a page out of our brother Moses' book. And we say, Lord, I want to see you. He said, look at those past things that I did. And see where I was when I helped you the last yeah. time. Yeah. Remember all of the walks and the paths in which you have asked me previously. Yeah. You didn't get here overnight. Yeah. He said, just like he said to Moses, look at my path of how I have helped you. And then live. Amen. Then Thomas doubted in belief. Thomas was like, listen. When the Lord rose again and he came and Thomas was like, yeah, I hear you. But if that's you, let me touch the wounds, mm -hmm. right? Let me touch the wounds of your infirmity so that you could see. Well, Thomas, Jesus didn't get all upset. He was like, go ahead, right? If I need to prove it to you that I felt your affliction, well, what that was telling me is there's times when we will have our healing that we still have the holes. We still have the scars. Mm -hmm. So some of those issues might still come up. You might cuss. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You might slip or slide back down on Crooked Straight Street. Mm -hmm. But he's still there with you there as well. And just like Thomas said, well, if that's you, let me touch the bruises. It says that he was bruised for our transgressions and our iniquities. Yeah. Thomas said, let me touch him. And he did. Then we got our brother Gideon in the Bible. 
Now, all of the miracles that God did for Gideon, Gideon was still sitting up there saying, you know what? Have the fleece go wet. Have the fleece go dry. Turn it around three times. <laughs> he was still asking, asking, and asking for the Lord to show him more and more examples. Now, I say that in laughter, but how many times has God given you a word or you and you and you? And you had to say, well, yeah, but show me this. Is this really you, God? If you really want me to do that, then send me another example. He should have said it the first time you should have believed it, right? Um, trusting that childlike faith where you say, you know what? I'm believing and I'm trusting that God said it. He's going to do it. It's coming to pass. And then I remember our brother Peter who, you know, I think a little differently of him now, but he was like, Lord, if that's you, if that's you, bid me to come. Well, there's plenty of people in here and out there in the world where the Lord has said, come, be an entrepreneur or come, come to me. Do the purpose that I called you to do. Trust me completely in this area. Go to school, sign up for school. You're like, Lord, is that really me? You know I got all these bills. These kids are driving me nuts. And he said, I told you to come. So he's saying, I want to deal with that belief system. That when I say, hey, that you will have the spirit to hear and that you will undoubtedly. Now, Peter did get out the boat. We know that. He got out the boat. So he heard the Lord, but he didn't keep his eye on the Lord. So if you do get out the board, you say, I did. I did what God told me to do, and it didn't work out. Check your belief system. Maybe you didn't finish because you took your eye off of what the word of God said, and that was to come. He's going to make provision. He's going to walk you along the way. He's going to give you those witty ideas. He's going to make it happen for you. Because all things are possible if thou can only believe. He said, come. And then, in this passage, what we have been looking on today, the father said, if. That means he was preparing himself to be um, lukewarm. Don't say if. Just say, God, help me. Have compassion on me and help me. It's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Help Carlene. Because I know that today is not the day. When you can get real, real vulnerable, when you can take off the facade, off the whitewash, off the walls, and you can truly get into that place of intimacy with God, be naked for him, that's when... He can sow that seed. That's when the belief that all things are possible. I'm telling you, that's when the promise that he can supply all of our need actually occurs. I have this thing in, in, in my family can say, I believe that anything in the Lord that God says that we can have, I do believe we can have it. I believe that money is unlimited. I know we have to be good stewards of it, but if there's something that we need to have, I do believe that we can have it. He's going to make it out. He's going to work away. I may have to work a little bit longer. I don't know. But I say, I say I'm going to trust God. If we're going to trust him. This is going to happen. And then I believe, well, this part I was shaking in my belief a bit, that God promised he would never leave me nor forsake me. Now, I got that shaken over the past year because a loved one of mine had left. And I was like, you said, Lord. And that was my rocket job bouncer. You said. So if you let that person leave, then you going to leave me? I, I had that heart to heart with him. But he said, I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. I will never be out of your presence. You might walk away from me, Carlene. You might have a day where you're like, you know what? Uh -uh, I'm going to put you on the shelf today. But I will never leave you. Can you imagine the love of someone that wants to be around you? Mm -hmm. Even when yes. you're jacked up, stinking, dirty. Mm -hmm. Even when you don't believe and you doubt. Mm -hmm. Our God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Mm -hmm. And then he also said that he wishes that we prosper. He wants us to be anointed. He wants us to have things. And he says, be in good health. So if you're not in good health, then bring that back to the word in John, 3 John 2. 
that our soul prospers. But do you believe him? And then he said in Mark 11 and 23 that you can tell the mountain. What is your mountain on today? What is that thing that is insurmountable that you can see the peaks of it? Every mountain has a glacier on the bottom of it. So we know that it formed underneath before anybody else ever sees the peak. But he said, Jesus said, tell that mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. Now that's some creative license there. To tell the mountain, when you're talking about figuratively, tell the mountain to move and be cast into the sea. So that's telling me, tell dry land, jump from dry land into wetland. Because he know that the water of his word is going to bring that into subjection. Be thou cast into the sea. Maybe your mountain is doubt. Doubt, be thy cast into the sea. Maybe yours, your mountain is a physical ailment. Maybe it's a financial ailment. Maybe it's a belief ailment. Be thou cast into the sea. And then... One of my favorites, my license plate, decree a thing, and so shall it be established unto you, and the light may shine upon thy way. Decree a thing. Now, you can't play with this decree a thing if you are not willing for that thing to come to pass. You got to watch your words when you say decree a thing. You got to watch your actions when you say decree a thing, because whatever that thing is, good, bad, or indifferent, whatever that is, it's coming to pass. I got to be real careful what my mouth says. There's often people that say, you know, just say what's on your mind. Mm -mm. <laughs> 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 you Amen. Um, Amen. Because I got to make sure that I know me. <laughs>
decree Amen. a thing, and so shall it be established. The part on that, so shall it be established, mm -hmm. that the light may shine upon your ways. What that says is other people need to witness mm, yeah. what the Lord is doing in your life. Mm. Amen. So you don't have to be the cheerleader. Somebody else will cheer God's blessing because they'll see it. Amen. Amen. On your life. Mm -hmm. Somebody will see you in the store and say, what church you go to? <laughs> Amen. Somebody will see you at school and say, what? Mm -hmm. It's the light that shines upon thy ways, mm -hmm. the pathways in which you go. All things are possible if thou only can believe. Yeah. Now, there will be times that you will have to separate from the crowd. And that's, that's the fortunate yet unfortunate truth about this. Um, you might be on the backdrop. You may be in the backdrop ministry. Amen? But don't give up. Still believe that whatever he imparted in you, he might have you in the backside of the mountain or in the backdrop ministry honing those skills. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that when he presents you, <laughs> no one can tell you any different. Amen? That when God had put you in the place where he presents you to the world, yeah. that mm -hmm. backdrop ministry where you was honing all of those skills, yeah. where you were dipping and dodging in the car washes as our elder was, um, when you were out in the streets and, and honing those skills, then when mm -hmm. God presents you and he refines you, then he has already equipped you to handle Yep. Not only that, but that which you are walking into. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then there may be seasons where your phone just will not ring. And you're like, wait, I'm not getting any calls from anybody. Nobody wants to hang out with me. And, he's, and, you, and he said, this is going to be those seasons. Shut up. Turn the phone off. Matter of fact, turn the TV off. Mm -hmm. yeah. Have some silence. I've ran into some people where silence, silence is like a silent serpent to them. Mm -hmm. Silence, they can't have silence yeah. because it makes them nervous or, or fearful. Mm -hmm. But silence is actually our friend. Yeah. When you can meditate on the word of God, get yeah. one scripture in your head mm -hmm. and meditate yeah. on that. Yeah. Uh, and then there will be moments when your faith is rocked. And despair might set in. And you might feel like, I'm going to throw up my hands, I'm going to give up. When you're rocked to the core because nobody is around. There's times where I know that that's going to happen. But I ask you all, I ask you to keep believing. Keep trusting. Keep reading God's word. Keep knowing that God, with God, all things are possible to him that believes. All things. And in order for that thing to be manifested, it says, pregnant with possibilities, now birthed anew, travailing to obtain it, for it must come to pass. I believe it. I declare it. And I call it in the spirit to become what God designed me to be. Pregnant with possibilities, now birthed anew, travailing to obtain it, for it must come to pass. I believe it, I declare it, and I call it. In the spirit to become what God designed me to be. Ooh, to become what.
possibility. I know that you are pregnant with possibility, but you first have to believe. Because all things are possible if thou can only believe. Amen. Take that word with you, Mark chapter 9, verse 22 through 24, and really delve into the passage. Really delve into it for your life. Put your name there. And if you have any questions, reach out to a Bible teaching, believing uh, minister, uh, church, um, app, Bible app. There's so many resources out there that can help you get beyond this place. But if you're struggling with your faith on today, if you're struggling with the very belief that God will do it for you, then I invite you. I invite you to call the ministry of the King's Healing Room to reach out through text, through the comments in the screen, and say, I need help. And I'm confident that as we see your your cry out, your SOS for help, then help will be on the way. Amen? Amen. 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 So trust God in these upcoming days and weeks, and sometimes trust Him in the moments and the hours, Mm -hmm. and believe that He not only can, but He will. And those promises that he has promised you, oh, yeah, a long time ago, they'll be manifested. They will. Decree it. Declare it. Call it in the spirit. And become what God has designed you to be. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this opportunity on today to be able to be with your, um, your saints, to decree, declare your word, to believe your word, oh God, now and into the future. I ask that you take that word, allow your saints and your your sons and daughters to bind that word in their hearts and continue throughout the week to give them greater understanding for their situation. Because we know that with all things, they're possible when you are in the midst. Be blessed, everyone. We love you from the King's Healing Room Church. We love you, Pastor. We love you, Saints. I love you, James. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.